0: This week's midweek how is up and recording and our uh, our our ser- public service announcement if you're new to the show this part of the this part of our programming is not paranormal uh and it's sometimes funny is that a good description
1: i i yeah i guess i don't know mm-hmm. uh and, and you're not supposed to laugh at your own joke right not to laugh at jokes. then
0: how would we know i don't know i don't know but i but speaking of laughing, okay, so uh, last week, two weeks ago, we were talking about Mike in Manitoba. Yes. One of our, one of our favorite fans, mm-hmm. and uh, he made a really cool comment, and then he sent some stuff about, you know, uh, um, he thought we'd enjoy, he thought you especially would enjoy where he lives up there. It's good fishing. There's only a couple hundred houses, mm-hmm. real remote, and I thought, so... So one of our other Canadian fans, somebody who has reached out to us before, uh, Lolly, that's, mm-hmm. her, that's her name. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give her last name. But she, said, she sent another email. She goes, hi there. Sorry for another email. Going to go back to my life now. I laughed out loud again when the listener from Winnipeg talked about getting lifestyle advice from the howler. Too funny. This, and there's attached... Is the Sioux look is, is in Sioux Lookout, Ontario, just a few hours drive east of Winnipeg, Manitoba. My cousin lives there. It is about the same in Fahrenheit, minus 38 degrees. Uh, if the plane crashes here, you'd be expected to chop wood lolly in Sun Sun Sudbury, Ontario. Um Sent me a screenshot with the at minus forty-eight degrees when she sent this. Um, Lolly is a uh, is a listener and a fan who, at one time, I, I think we were talking about uh, jumping out of an airplane or the plane crashing.
1: Yeah, and I said it went right up to Thunder Bay, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it does
0: because uh, it runs right up the North Shore. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and 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 Lolly was saying that she thought that you and you know, if you and you I know. crashed in her town we might be considered eligible bachelors. So we've got that. Oh my golly, I've got to keep
1: that in <laughs> mind in case I ever do get rich. I don't want to be famous. I could go uh, hang out at, where not Sue Lookout, where did you say, Thunder Bay? Uh, uh, Thunder she's, Bay. In, she's in Sudbury. <laughs> ask her to send a picture of her fish house. <laughs> so
0: you just did.
1: You just did ask her to, I mean, by there you, you saying that. Yeah, you're so that's, what, that's how we... How big the fish house is? That's what I want to know. Are we, uh, are we like planning our escape? To, uh, to I can't it? talk about it because if I just, I want to just disappear. I want to take my sack of money. If I'd have won, the, I bought a Powerball ticket the other day. Yeah, you know, again, and I thought, man, what am I going to do if I win a couple hundred million? Once I get new tires on my truck, I'm about bought, bought out everything I need. But that'd be <laughs> perfect, and I could just go up to Canada and hide. Be like that. What was that Bronson movie, uh, Death Hunt? You know what I'm talking oh, about God. Mm-hmm. with Lee Marvin. Uh, we're Bron- we we're, we're every. Uh, uh, we we're,
0: we're half of Broncka's movies with Lee Marvin. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, why not?
1: You know. <laughs> um, so would you, so you'd go north instead of going south? I just, I don't know what I would do. That's what I'm saying. May I go north and throw him off the tra- trail?
0: But I, you know, I just can't. Today there's ice here and stuff, and, and I mean I'm just tired of the cold. It's no
1: fun. If you're in an ice house catching fish with your with your Starlink, I'd get Elon Musk to give me Starlink things. So I'd have a little little internet there, yeah. and uh, ah, and enough fossil fuels to burn. Hey, um, it would make <laughs> hey, It would make you. It would make you appreciate the uh, French Riviera that much more. Oh really? About yes. uh, June when you got there. Right. May go to Con, then go over to go over to Monaco um guess the race. And then just <laughs> chill out, you know? Well, go over to Rome and confess all your sins the last six months and start all over. Oh God. Um even like if fun. I'm not even if I'm not Catholic. Hold on. Well how about you got enough money you can be Catholic. I said you're a Powerball winner.
0: Um yeah, but I might just have to do that,
1: irregardless
0: of whether I win or not. You know, um, we
1: just put a, a C and I after so it'd be a Grovici or something, and you just, you just.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of being up there in the cold, how about that article I sent you about the uh, the the guy that bought the wolf suit?
1: You know. <laughs> uh, uh, did you see that whole suit? I saw the suit. It looked like a whole um, outfit. Well, I'm, and,
0: look, I'm looking at the headlines now. It says uh, I paid twenty three thousand for my wolf suit. Now I'm free of human relationships, and and I really wonder if he had any human well,
1: relationships before. First of all, I was trying to figure out how he got the twenty three grand, and second of all, unless that's why he's got no. Because he done killed his grandma, and that's who he got the money from, or something. That's why he ain't in a more human relationship. So says, I don't know.
0: Says he's a Tokyo professional with an
1: obsession with animals. And that is why Japan is dying out right there. Uh-huh. You think so? I mean. Yeah, their birth rate, David, Have you read any of the articles on it?
0: no i'm yep, too yep. i'm too they, fascinated they, by this guy for some world reason
1: world. the 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 asian uh uh the local populations do not reproduce really And they're, they're blaming it on the males mm-hmm. they're blaming it on the males that they're disinterested or yep, they're the disinterested. boys apparently they spend spend more time hanging themselves in the forest than hanging oh, out in, the haunted, in the haunted forest Yes, I don't know. There's just a weird.
0: Well, we uh, have we have listeners.
1: That,
0: we have some listeners in Japan. I'd love to hear from them to see what they what their thoughts are on on why. The males and, you know, according to this article, are disinterested in reproducing.
1: And I don't understand it. You know, and China is another place that's dying out, but that's not a ticket.
0: Wouldn't it take a long time
1: for them? To- it's going to take a while, but they're freaked out about it a little bit, but let's not get into that. Um, you know, I, if they would just load up a plane of those females and fly them over the trailer park down here, half of them be knocked up because every damn, oh, every damn old thing down here in, the, in this neck of the woods, especially if they're unemployed and got no means of, of support, they would totally have about three babies in no time. So that's all the Japanese have to do. Just figure out a way to.
0: I don't think that's helping the Japanese in the long run. I got to be honest with
1: you. I, you know, I don't know. Um, so, mm-hmm. so, okay.
0: So, speaking, speaking of a wolf guy, okay, um, I'm assuming a great majority of our listeners were watching the football games yesterday. I mean, you were you were watching the Chiefs Bengals, right? You're,
1: I did watch the referees give the Bengal or the Chiefs an extra down, and a couple other things. Yes, mm-hmm. it reminded me when Nebraska beat Missouri. Was it fifteen years ago when they got an extra down?
0: I don't remember that. I mean, it's I, Nebraska I, Missouri. I mean, come on. Uh-huh. Anyhow, <laughs> but what caught my eye was was one of the commercials. Uh, That was uh, advertising a new movie
1: coming out called Cocaine Bear. I seen that. I seen it advertised on the big screen a month or six weeks ago. I don't remember what I was seeing at the at the uh, at the movie theater. theater. Mm -hmm. Um, Wasn't that the craziest thing you ever saw? Can you believe that? It was.
0: I well, my first thing was is I thought. How did this movie get made? And I'm still working on getting one of my movies made. You well, know, like.
1: Therein lies the problem.
0: <laughs> the but the second thing was, is I sent then that uh,
1: trailer to our buddy, Wade, David Wade. Who, and and you he know shot he, in the, the Cocaine Bear trailer? The Cocaine, the cocaine he hadn't Bear. He had seen it?
0: He had. Well, hey, he had. He saw it the same as I did on the football game. But well, he sent me back a article. Do you know? So once the cocaine bear got, because they found him dead, they found the bear dead. But so the story was: is the thor the Thornton guy was a pretty famous from a famous family in Kentucky, right? It was Kentucky. Tennessee. Oh, I mean,
1: they're just like yeah, yeah just like the wonderful whites Was his was his mama a uh, maiden name White or anything?
0: No, it wasn't famous like that. It was like a real like
1: like family that
0: had uh-huh. money and it was well. But anyway, so they were he was bringing drugs from Mexico in the okay. plane and it, a, I forget what happened, but a bunch of the cocaine ended up getting tossed off the plane and he jumped off the plane. It I think hit his head on the tail section and didn't get his uh parachute opened up till it's too late he ended up going splat on somebody's driveway okay so 75 pounds of that cocaine ended up in a duffel bag somewhere in the woods that the cocaine bear ingested okay now the movie of course i don't believe is has anything to do right weird, yeah he, he because Because the bear, apparently, they just found dead because it had eaten all that.
1: Which would happen.
0: Yeah. But so the bear then, as would happen in Kentucky, ends up getting stuffed as a kind of attraction. And at one time, Waylon Jennings owned the cocaine bear. And so Wade sent me the article that detailed how Waylon got a hold of it. I thought maybe
1: Waylon was the cocaine bear.
0: Well, I think that was why he bought the cocaine bear because he thought it was kind of funny. Um, because apparently he he partook quite
1: a quite a bit in cocaine. Uh, you read his biography? I've not. I've not. Is that what he was? He too bad in coke? I don't think he talks about doing it, but there was certain place he talked about uh,
0: the cocaine bear.
1: He had a delivery <laughs> to the studio. And, um, the DEA or the cops, now they were pretty in their infancy back then. Anyway, he was in the bathroom, with two keys of cocaine and they were in the studio. And I think the, they had a bathroom off of the, like when the cops came in to raid it, they were stuck in the, in the, in the behind the soundboard. Everything. You know what I mean? They yeah, were, can, yeah. Right he was in the band was out in the studio and they could see through the glass, but Jay and went there because there was a bathroom off to the side.
0: And they and didn't know it, he was
1: in there. Well, it was wired for sound. So whoever was on the board, flipped the mics around so they could hear the, the band could hear what the cops were asking. Does that make sense? You know oh
0: oh they, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that give him enough time to, to dump <laughs> two kilos of cocaine, which was a shit back in them days. Was, I mean, it's a lot of today, but it was in the seventies or eight, you know, I think it was in the 78, 81, something like it was just an absolute, you know, like a week's worth of work for somebody like him that made a lot of money or something. And he was able to, to get it. And then they tried to give him possession on the, on the residue in the, uh, on the bag or something, you know, there was something screwy, but he got out of that one and uh, yeah, he had a few close calls. I'll so, tell you how many close calls he had. He was Entertainer of the Year. He talks about being Entertainer of the Year two years in a row. Like 74, 5 or 5, 6. Does that sound about right?
0: Probably, yeah.
1: Okay. And the accountant came to him at the end of the year and said, you're going to have to file for bankruptcy because you're broke. And there were a time when he made like, four or five million a year, which at the time was a lot of money, right? And the accountant says, Well you owe three million dollars and you don't have any money and he's like, I made five. How did I you know what I mean? <laughs> I made five this last year and five the year you know what I mean? He was trying to process how like, he broke. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of that, I heard I heard a uh, podcast on um, Fleetwood Mac. And oh. <laughs> Mick Fleetwood asked like a rhetorical question in the studio one day, trying to impress, I believe Stevie Nicks. What he was asking the uh, oh the engineer that was in there. And they said, and the engineer was like, look, I know what he's up to. We're trying to get this record done, but McFleetwood wants some cocaine. So he asks out loud to anybody that can hear. He's like, how much cocaine do you think I have done in my lifetime? And the the engineer's not biting because he knows it's going to turn into a conversation that's like, well, let's get some cocaine and and find out. (laughs) But Stevie Nicks goes ahead bites and says, well, I don't know. How are we going to find out? And he's like, the engineer's just like, listen, going, oh, God, here we go. And he goes, well, we're going to have to get some. And so they get some and they they cut it, you know, however they cut it and, and start doing the math and how many days he has done it over the how many years. And they figured that Mick Fleetwood and them figured conservatively at that point he had snorted like six miles of cocaine
1: in a thin line.
0: <laughs> like, how could you, how, how is that possible?
1: Well, they had, they had better Coke back then and no fentanyl. Cause now you would, I would think it would be cut with some bad stuff and it'd kill you before you get that much.
0: But, but so now, did you have to go through training in your, in your uh, career about drugs and the effects and what it does? Like, what on earth? How could that? How could you do that much cocaine without just
1: it's like I, an elephant man, one bite at a time, one bump at a time? You know, they didn't build them freaking pyramids in one day, <laughs> right? I don't mean I don't it takes mean, a hell literally. of a lot. It takes a hell of well, well, uh, doing two miles of sick, what'd you say, six miles of coke, six miles, yeah, six miles of coke and building the pyramid, it takes a lot of the same type. <laughs> people, you know what I mean? You got the tan man involved, you got some slavery, you've got some oh, people working their ass off, some people uh, enslaved by their political position. Yeah, it's the same thing. But what, but what it would do to your body,
0: how could your body recover?
1: Just like them rats in Chernobyl, man. A little bit of the time is probably, you know, now did you now, did you maybe ever maybe across, a bump of coke is like covid, it's really not that bad.
0: <laughs> now, did you uh, did you ever come across anybody where you went to make an arrest and they swallowed it?
1: No, because the people I dealt with were smarter than that. You know, that's 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 a, that's a thing they do in the movies because the real street people will know that it's going to kill them. You know, you can't you can't You know, they would put it in their mouth. They'd never swallow a little bit of crack back in the day in plastic bags. But, no, you didn't have people swallow much because if the bag breaks, it seems like we had a dude that went to the prison and had some. And the reason why we were there is because he was dying because one of the bags broke in his stomach.
0: So, it literally, if you did ingest it like that,
1: it would kill you. Just like the bear, man.
0: Yeah, but some, some days the
1: bear gets you and some days the Coke does. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but I mean, uh, to be fair, that was 75 pounds.
1: <laughs> I don't think the bear could have gotten 75 pounds before he was gone. I wouldn't think. I don't know. Now, of course, if you're doing a winter a winter in Lookout, Manitoba or Ontario, that would probably be just about what it'd take to get through the winter. <laughs> All those dark nights and cold <laughs> as winter, wind chill, wind blowing.
0: Well, I, hey, I got to be honest. Lolly telling me that I'd have to cut wood does you not scare cut, me. I mean, God, I've been cutting wood
1: may, since I was about six. Maybe they, maybe that would help you increase your wood. How much wood could a would a could wood a woodchuck f- chuck if a woodchuck snorted crack first? I don't know. <laughs> right. Oh. God. Because what did I read? I read about something where they were doing that to increase their output, and I don't remember. Of course, it's always been around for the music industry, but the woodchucks—the
0: like woodchucks were using
1: coke to increase. No, coke. I mean people, right? They were using coke to increase their output. Well, yeah, that's how you know that when Coke was formed, Coca-Cola was formed. Yeah, yeah they were putting yeah. coke in, it and and he got that. He got that from somewhere else that they were doing it to increase work productivity. In the eighteen seventy simplest way.
0: Well, I mean, it was supposed to um,
1: keep you sharp and and alert, right? I, I, I'm sure it does. They say. I mean, I listened to uh, somebody on Marin talk about how paranoid it makes you, and, and sometimes it's true. You know, so is that what he, he was mean? saying is, normally when you do a bunch of rails, that that the sirens and the police are in your mind, this particular actor, I won't say his name uh, because I like his acting, said in my case, they were always true. It really was the cops telling me to get on the ground.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. um, I guess two guys that really have never used drugs shouldn't be probably even having a discussion about drugs, right? I don't know. We could talk about bears. (laughs) Have you ever hunted bears?
1: You know, I had the opportunity several times. I didn't because I kind of think they're cool creatures. I've ate some bear. Yeah, and I'm talking bears. to four-legged kind of bears. I've Well, maybe some two-legged, too, before I was married. But, um, yeah, that's, they're common for guys up there in Minnesota and, and Canada. You know, they shoot them and, and they cook them. And it's kind of greasy like pork. And, you know, it's, it's it reminds me a lot when you're cooking raccoons. You know, it's got that same... You know,
0: I've never cooked a raccoon. I've never had a raccoon.
1: Well, that's because you're living in the future, not the past. <laughs> Biden stays in office a few more years. You'll be eating them if you can find one. Raccoons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Food. You won't be able to afford your post office salary. They're raising the stamp again. Yeah. So I'm told. Yeah. yeah so I'm saying, my God, you will be running out of money, running out of stamps with forage. <laughs>
0: Sixty-five
1: cents. Does that sound right? I thought it was going to
0: sixty-three. I don't even. I, I gotta be honest. I don't even know what it is now.
1: At sixty, yeah, they were raising it to sixty-something. I just remember when it was fifty cents. Wasn't that was going to be the last time? Buy some forevers, and that when they put in the forever stamp because that was going to be the last time.
0: Um. Well, no, I think they. So I knew people
1: them. that went down and bought rolls of stamps. So by God, the next time I'm going to have them. I'm going to save yep. that dime, thirteen cents.
0: People do Not that money people do that and it's amazing cuz i i don't know that that many people mail letters with stamps on them anymore
1: no but by god if they want to they can cuz they got the stamp
0: yeah yeah or they can put like three books of stamps on a box to send it that's what it takes i mean it's 63 cents i think for a stamp and you can get like one of those boxes for like five bucks so why would you, I mean, that's not that big a leap in my mind. from 63%. You
1: mean flat rate box? Yeah, flat rate box. I do everything flat rate box.
0: Yeah, I have picked up some flat, see we used to, okay, so we used to have this guy that was actually was right next to the post office. And he had a garden shed, okay? And, and every day they'd bring over, and this was when those flat rate boxes first came out. And it was five bucks, I think, then, right? Five bucks,
1: yeah, probably for out. the little one
0: for the little box. Uh, and they bring over these boxes, I could barely pick them up,
1: right? Okay? Lead or right. ammo or something. Mm-hmm.
0: So, this guy oh. in Busiris, Ohio, out of his garden shed, was making sinkers for commercial fishermen,
1: yeah, out Bought a line. lot of lead. I got, you know what, I can turn around right now and I can put my hand on some big, big sinker molds. So bring me back to that. Okay. I'm looking so, at one right here at my feet, as a matter of fact. Probably, I keep talking so I can reach over and get it and tell you how many ounces it is.
0: So, so anyway, so this guy this little garden shed is making these huge sinkers for those big commercial lines that get laid out behind the ships. Yep. And... I'm like, what are you, like, it didn't even make any sense. And so he was buying lead in those $5 boxes and they were getting sent to him and he, uh-huh. they were melting them down or whatever, smelting them into sinkers and sending them. And it was just killing us, you know, you couldn't lift the boxes and whatever. And then, um, it wasn't too much longer. His this guy's son, he was a real piece of work. He got busted, steal, stealing, uh, weights off tire like the little wheel weights weights off (laughs) so that's what they were using to to melt those down to make sinkers too
1: yeah I mean I've had a couple I've got five gallon bucket it's two thirds the way full of wheel weights right now
0: for the very same reason or to make bullets or
1: what? yeah you know I'd like to think of myself as a collector there's people in my space that think I'm a hoarder, and and when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was hunt and fish, and we didn't have a lot of money, okay? So, if you wanted to, so people like me and my neighbor kid, Rusty, we would make our own sinkers, and I got in with some guys that make our own pistol bullets and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, my and, my dad used to make his own. And what has happened is as a, an adult, I've amassed some personal wealth where I can buy all the fishing sinkers I want. So there was a st- when I've had the opportunity to pick up a bucket of lead, I've got a bucket of lead that came out of an old gas station from my hometown. Okay, because they were, you know, the old man that was on and it was shut it down and asked me if I wanted it. And I took it. And I took it over to a guy I knew and he made me a bunch of lead heads for jig, crappie jigs and all that stuff. But I caught that stuff in case the end of the world happens and I survive it, I can at least have my own stuff, right? i I need to go back to the old ways I can. Now, this giant fishing sinker, I was you know what snagging is where you go out and snag big spoonbill on the bottom of the water bottom of the no, not okay, like so the hook? yes, so what do you wait they they're these giant prehistoric fish that lay in the bottom of the of the of the I can't say lake because but they're kind of in a lake, but they need running water. So there's lakes that are dammed up rivers they'll be into some places. So when I was a kid, you'd go down and snag all weekend, maybe even get one fish because you you, you thought you knew where they're at, but you might not be, right? So you've got a big sinker with a couple of hooks strung in front of it, and you've got to drop it down big like ocean rod. You drop it down, run a bunch of string out, and you just pull it back in and hope you snag a fish. And it's a load of work. So when I moved back to Missouri a few years ago, I said, I'm going to take my boys snagging. And of course, between the Xbox, and the PlayStation, and all the bullshit, they don't have any interest in it whatsoever. But <laughs> when I went to buy the stuff, I seen how expensive. So instead of me buying $30 worth of fishing sinkers, I bought $100 worth of sinker molds and $75 worth of lead. And I spent <laughs> about $300 and. Major own. No, I had somebody make them for me because I got time, I got I don't have any time to be doing cool stuff like that, but somebody in my space did it for me, which is why I've, I've got molds and sinkers here in my office and I've, I so I run to a dude that I know, an old retired cop friend of mine, and I said, Hey, something about snagging. I said, Man, I haven't went since I was a kid. I'm really wanting to go. And he said, Oh, we got our limit the other day in 20 minutes. I said, How does that happen? He goes, Well, they, these fish finders are so good on the boat now. It's like watching TV underwater. So they drive around till they see these big fish, drop their lines and hook them, and they're done. And it ruined it for me, and I didn't even get in the boat, didn't even go. I said, if that's the chicken shit way, I want to work for about three days and eat fried food the whole time, and complain about not catching anything. Watching these big monsters on TV and then hooking them like that—just, I just didn't like the way it felt. So I haven't went. So that's why I got all the sinkers, mavis, I haven't lost any of them, and I haven't went. It's just that. <laughs> and there's a lot of fish out there that are glad. Mm, well. Yeah, so, that's right. Just one more thing, technology's ruined, right? Yeah, well, because my one boy overheard all that, and he's like, cool, let's go now. And I'm like, that takes, that." no, I'm not going just to catch, it ain't about catching a fish, you know.
0: It's about the experience. Yes. It's about the disappointment.
1: It's It's about hanging out with dudes and, and driving around the lake and seeing what other people's got and talking smack and whatever. It's not about catching fish at all. You know, because by think, the time I put gas, huh? I think
0: I think, uh, I think think you would be a good ice fisherman then, up there in the ice canning.
1: Exactly. So, get them pictures for me. We'll see what that fish house is like. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> <laughs>